Just days away, baseball season. Can you believe it? Another beautiful day. Uh, you know, baseball only uh, had a lockout not too long ago. They, they settled things down and trades started happening and uh, all things are great in the world of uh, New and, York. And and no, 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 no. No? No. But no. No, they're, they're not great. They're not great. It's the same old bet. Season's over. Pitchers hurt. We're, we're going to have a separate DMB about all of that. We're, we're going to bring on Pete Hoffman. You might want to check for that episode. But um, we need to talk about something else. Mm-hmm. Something else? Yeah, something else. We have a bad situation. Bad situation, huh? Carlos Beltran is snitched. He literally became a snitch. It is now uh, working for the New York Yankees broadcasting booth. I thought that was Mike Fires who snitched. I thought well, that no, was no, Mike no. Fires who snitched. Wait, wait, wait. I, I want you to look that part up first because obviously you did not come prepared today. Look that part up first. Go ahead as I go on. Mm-hmm. Not only that, there is apparently an investigation going into the Yankees that has now hit some form level of the U.S. government about their Stein stealing in 2017. Mm. I mean, this has been reported on before. It was always rumored, but Brian Cashman was so adamant. And a judge ruled to make it public. And a judge ruled this whole thing public. That's the scariest thing about it. This came from Manfred. This is about this. This came from Manfred, the commissioner. Wow. Now, many say. Was, um, hold on, hold on, hold on. That was uh, Nick from Digital Market Battles saying, yeah, we better talk about Cashman. OK, so uh, as our boss has stated, we will talk about Cashman. But then then I heard of the solution to all of this and. Pitch comp. So, so this first segment, we're going to go through about three things. We're going to give about five minutes to each. And we're going to detail why baseball might have been better off staying in a lockout. Better off at staying least in, in the New lockout. York area. At least in the New York area. So first, let's begin. Carlos Beltran goes and joins the New York Yankees broadcasting booth and beast. Take it from here, my friend. Well, this article came today from the New York Post by Dan Martin. And Carlos Beltran finally came clean about 2017 and the Astros cheating. He basically said... Throw it up on the video scope. (laughs) Well, I'm just going to share it right with you here and he basically said it point blank, and I'm 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 stunned. I'm actually stunned. Carlos Beltran admitted we crossed the line. He and the Astros in 2017 with their Stein stealing. There's a stain on their title. Yeah, there. When this is like, and I quote, "Yeah, there is because you know what we did, and we've all taken responsibility at some point. We all have shown remorse about what we did. Looking back, say we were wrong. I wish I would have asked more questions about what we were doing." I wish the organization would have said to us, hey, man, what are you guys doing? We need to stop this. 
And of course, if everybody doesn't know, the Astros used a video monitor and a banging of garbage cans to let hitters know what pitches were coming back in 2017. Shouts to John Boy Media. An entire podcasting group got started off of this. The Astros then went on to win the World Series, beat the Yankees in seven games in the ALCS. And Brian Cashman, over the years, has not let that go. He continually blames the Astros and they're cheating for why the Yankees didn't get to the World Series. Maybe even he, and he even feels even to this very day, that 2017 team should have won the World Series in, in some ways. He felt that yeah. team was, was a World Series championship team. Yep. And it got taken away from them. Yeah. But now, all of a sudden, now Beltran decides five years later. And now, oh, because now I'm on the Yankees broadcasting crew. Now I'm going to turn on the Houston Astros after I was on their bandwagon five years ago. Mm-hmm. Wait, 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 wait. Now, now let's go to the next part of this uh, insanity. Brian Cashman, right? Mm-hmm. Bring this up, too. Well, so Cashman, on what, heard... on what he said about the Astros? No, 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 not what he said about the Astros. I'll, I'll tell you what he said about the Astros. I want you to bring up the entire thing that I was talking about before with the uh, court case. Because uh, this is very interesting. So while I tell you guys about exactly what Brian Cashman said, Beast is going to pull up about exactly about how Brian Cashman lied. So Brian Cashman, since 2017, since that time, since it's all come out, has blamed the Astros, said, oh, the cheating, the cheating, the cheating. Everything out of his mouth is the Astros cheated. We should have won the World Series in 2017. And... Literally, he's using that as an excuse to keep this group of Yankees together. Meanwhile, it's just because, uh, you know, he will not he will not go to the free agent market. He will tr- make stupid trades, and but he'll he'll just blame it all, saying he should have had the World Series in 2017. And these were the group of guys that were going to do it. And Severino was the best pitcher in the American League East and this and that and. You hear him defend this roster all the time. Yeah. But as it so happens, Beast. Yeah. Brian shouldn't have been complaining so much, should he? No, have? because now, just recently, just a couple of weeks ago, in fact. Went right under the radar, by the way. Yeah. Went right under the radar. But we're going to bring it right to light just a for second, you guys. A Second Circuit Court of Appeals ruled about the Yankees that they were cheating in 2017 along with Houston. And suddenly now they want this to go public of what the Yankees were doing. So the Yankees who were blaming the Astros of cheating in 2017. Now it appears uh, the second court circuit court of appeals decides to make something public that the Yankees were cheating in 2017 and they decide now it's going to go public and the Yankees are, well, don't want that info to come out. And I wonder why, what kind of cheating were the Yankees doing in 2017 that they like don't to, want the world to know about, right? Let's keep going because the document is now unsealed. So what do people think could be in it? Well, for one, they believe the Yankees used yes, network cameras to steal signs. Oh, and the Yankees used video, the video replay room to crack opposing catchers signals. 
gotta love it when sounds Michael, roughly similar to what Houston was doing. Gotta love minus Michael the banging K. of the only minus in this is uh no trash cans. That's about the only you, minus of all of this. No trash cans. You gotta love Michael K going to have an interview with Carlos Beltran talking about accountability. Meanwhile, yes, network cameras were the cameras the Yankees were using to steal signs. Now, the whole scheme of this happened not just in 17, but from 2015 to 2017. But the Yankees were not penalized for it. And this is according, by the way, to uh, Noah Goldberg of the Daily News this is from March 21st of this in, year. Made improper use of the uh, dugout phone was uh, the first set of uh, problems they had. So the same thing happened when the Red Sox made a complaint that the Yankees made improper use of the S network to decipher the Red Sox signs. And then, you know, they had the Yankees blaming Boston for, for what Apple watches. I think that was back in 2018, if I'm not Mm -hmm. mistaken. So from 2017 on, it's been back and forth with stealing, with cheating and both sides pointing fingers at one another. And you just have to ask yourself, how did it get to this? Who knew teams would sink to this level to and steal Brian, another signs? No, no, no I, it's not even that. It's more Brian Cashman's entire posture about 2017. He blames the Astros completely for it. Yeah, making this holier than that. This, he gave his Yankees this holier than thou halo over them. Oh, they didn't cheat, and if they. And if the Astros didn't cheat, they would have won. No, that's not true. But then, but then, but then, it, this is the funniest part. Ready? Yeah. And you've been trying to tell me that this is a good thing. So I'm going to let you explain it. Oh, uh, yes. I, I, I'm going to, I'm, I've got some things to say about it. Let, let's talk about Pitchcom. This is yes. the brand new solution that people have come up with in order to prevent sign stealing. So beast, let's go through exactly what yeah. pitch is, please. Just so for everybody, it's uh, something that's now kind of beginning to come around in the spring training. And a lot of teams are actually taking uh, positive reviews to this. So what is pitch Yes. It's a wearable device that transmits pitch signals from catchers to pitchers, right? As a way of uh, avoiding when the cat that you, you've watched baseball games, Matthew, you've watched how, uh, you know, the catcher does a couple little finger signals to the pitcher of what pitch he wants thrown. Right. You've seen that on yeah. a mound. Yeah. That that's, that's taking place since the 1900s. Yeah. Your point. So the pitch com is going to eliminate that. Now you don't have to watch the catcher's hands. No, no. It's going to be through a transmitter. You're going to literally wear a little device on your wrist or, or whatever you want to put it on. And basically, it's going to help with improving the pace of play, cutting down on opponents, stealing signs. And now instead of uh, waiting for the catcher to give you signs, the catcher simply presses buttons on his wristband and the pitcher will get the pitch that the catcher wants him to throw and where he wants the pitch located. Now, the Mets, the Yankees, and even Zach Granke of the Royals and several teams around the league are using Pitchcom during the spring in hopes that this will erase any problems from five years ago. 
Maybe. Does it make a difference in the game today? I mean, it's bad enough that we've already had how many things happen in this game with analytics, with uh, bullpenning games, the the shifting, the you know the the whole uh, pitch count, and yada yada yada. Now we have now we have to use electric devices to communicate with our pitcher and catcher. Yeah, of how to throw a pitch when uh, the whole old school way was catcher gives you the sign, you throw the ball where he tells you to throw it, and it's a good day. You know, here's the thing. I, I, maybe I don't mind this so much, but exactly how does the device work? This, this is the first. Uh, this is the first real question. Exactly how does this device work? You press a you press a button. Okay. On the wrist. That, that's what the catcher is going to do. Press the button. And the pitcher, and by the way, they've programmed this technology for not just English, for, for, for pitchers that don't speak English, for pitchers in Spanish, and I'm sure they'll have it also for Japanese pitchers, et cetera. And yeah, players like Kyle Agashioka, the Yankees catcher, Luis Severino, uh, players on the Mets, all around the league are giving us good reviews. And for our sake, I hope it helps the betterment of the game, but Honestly, with everything that's with the way the game is changing now, going more technological than the old fashioned way of just how the game used to be played. Doesn't that bother you a little bit? If technology could improve the ability for, you know, signs not to get stolen and it's just between the pitcher and the catcher, that's one thing. But I am very concerned about this. Ready? I just Googled how Pitchcom works, and okay. this is the response it gave to me. Okay. MLB is testing Pitchcom, a device worn on the wrist by catchers that allows them to communicate pitch info to the pitcher and three other players on the field. This device is customizable, and its keypad allows a catcher to punch a button that would send verbal signs to those wearing the hearing apparatus. Okay. Mm. While you think that would be great, it gets past language barriers. This is wonderful. I, I, I just have one question. Yeah. If you thought it was easy to cheat using cameras and banging garbage cans, how much easier would it be to, I don't know, have some guy there working in the stadium? Because there's a million people in the stadium at any yeah. given time. You're not going to be able to find... One random guy on a computer. What are you going to give a crap about? Um, what if that one random guy on a computer manages to hack the pitch console? Yeah, and then all and of a sudden... listen in, and literally instead of seeing signs and interpreting them, literally listening to what they're being told to do. And then the next thing you know, he'll put in on maybe somebody else's cell phone and maybe text them. Oh yeah, uh, pitcher's gonna throw a a, a three two curveball uh, three quarters. Yeah, they'll put it in the pitch com like that. that the hitter had. Maybe they have the pitch com device in their ear. Oh, he's throwing this. Oh, he's throwing that. Now I can tell you, even though the Mets are on board with this, there have been a few that are not in favor of this. Well, wait before we even go any further into that. Just, the other thing that I read is that it goes to the pitcher and three other players, right? Mm-hmm. So if it's not communicating to all players, how do you let the other players who aren't in on the conversation, quote unquote, 
know what the hell is going on. You're still going to have to flash signs, right? Yep. And by the way, here, I have a little picture. So what exactly is this preventing? A, because you're still going to be able to look and see signs from other players, maybe see how the defense gets set up. That's first. Second off, second off, Mm -hmm. what... I need to know what sort of security Pitchcom has, because if it's a frequency that you push a button and it gives verbal commands to people, then it can be hacked. It could be stolen. It could be hacked into. It's not inconceivable. So has anybody even thought about what about some one rant? Like, so instead of having a whole elaborate scheme with cameras and garbage cans and banging on them and all this other nonsense, now you got one guy with a computer and a Zoom call to a coach. Yeah, let me go a little deeper into it. So as we talked about, instead of a catcher putting down signs, he's wearing. So I have some pictures here in front of you, Malcolm. Obviously, our viewers can't see it. But here, here's one of the catcher wearing the pitch con on his wrist. Another one with the catcher pitch communicator there. Basically. For the catcher, he's wearing the sleeve on his wrist with buttons, and depending which one he presses, he transmits the pitch type and location to a pitcher. He can even call for a pickoff or maybe a pitch out even to try to pick off the runner trying to steal second base. You see this picture? I really wish everybody could see this. Like, we'll try to find a way to give you the picture. Go down. Go down. No, not the one with the button. Up. Up a little more. You're missing it. That. Yep. Pitch calm. And I see a whole bunch of buttons and instructions. That you're going to hit with your hand. You just basically punch this or punch this. So exactly what's stopping anyone from maybe taking a snapshot of the catcher's wrist, seeing this? You don't think a camera's not going to? You don't think anyone's camera's not going to see this? Hmm? Come on, be real with me. Do you you not think someone's camera's not going to take a shot of this and see this? And this... This this exactly is why Major League Baseball is going the direction it's going downhill, because instead of coming up with actual solutions, like, for example, we had replay in the NFL since the 90s. So there's no way you could have really had sign stealing or anything like that. The only way you were able to get any of that to happen was once everything went digital and you had teams hacking into other teams' communications. So baseball, in a way, having it be non-technological made it harder for teams to steal signs. You know, it's now funny. with this pitch com, you don't think you're going to have a, a situation like Spygate ever take place? Yeah. You know, it's funny you brought up. You're going to have you're going to have brand new issues. When is the MLB going to finally let go and allow instant replay in the sport? Like for real instant replay in the sport. And I'll explain how this helps. It's funny you brought replay up. One second. Because if you were able to have instant replay, perhaps maybe you could figure out if a team is stealing signs because everything will be on the cameras. All the camera angles would have to be approved by MLB because they all could then be taken for replay. And if there's a camera that's put up that doesn't have a screen that isn't a sign that MLB can't see, you eliminate the problem. But no, can't have instant replay in baseball. It'll slow down the game. Well, speaking of replay, and this also 
has been added in for baseball this year. This actually came in a couple days ago from Jesse Rogers, by the way, VSPN. Umpires will now announce replay review decisions to fans. So Could no you more... imagine Angel Hernandez on a microphone? Yeah, so, 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 so here's the cool part of it now. You remember how when we saw replay before, you remember how umpires would just make a decision by doing this with an out or yeah. this for safe? Okay, well, now the crew chief umpires will wear microphones via belt pack and will proceed to one of the baselines when a replay is initiated. This I quote from Jesse Rogers and will face the press box to make the announcement. They'll announce who's making the challenge, what's being challenged, and after the review is completed, announce the verdict and give a quick explanation. Wow, so they've, they've advanced to 1990s NFL? Oh, my God. Yeah, it really is. It, it, is, it really is like we're watching the NFL over again when they confirm a challenge or a, after review, the ruling on the field, the runner was down by contact. It's a first down. Blah, blah, yeah. Like that. Yeah, this is worse than Apple with the iPhone when, like, you, you know how when you buy, like, an Android, it has all the newer features and people with the iPhone are, like, three features behind you? This is the MLB right now. Yeah. The MLB waited for about 20 or 30 years to see how other leagues did replay and then finally signed on to actually announcing what they're going to do replay on. You know, you know, baseball was the last major sport to institute replay? Of course it was. And then... NFL referees were given wireless mics for penalty decisions in 1975. Exactly. You believe that? That was in 75. The NFL was already doing explanations for for penalties and and challenges and yada, yada. And then replay, the NFL finally got that in 1986 until 91 then brought it back in 1999. You see, this is is the exact problem. With Major League Baseball right here. This is it. Baseball thinks evolving means we have to make the game shorter so that the Twitter generation is involved. No, you evolve the game by allowing technology into the game. So this way, technology can't be used to sabotage it. Mm-hmm. You see, now Pitchcom is a good idea. But what nobody's thinking about is who could hack into that thing. How secure is it? Have we ever seen any reports about how secure Pitchcom is? Has no. anybody tried to hack Pitchcom? Mm-hmm. Has MLB even thought of these things? Yeah, that's Honestly. a very that, that's a very that's a that's a very curious question, and I'm very much well. Again, there's been no information yet about anyone hacking it. Mm-hmm. They even here yeah, he even says here encrypted transmitters here. Pitchcom uses an industrial grade encryption algorithm. Okay, yeah, let's see this. Let's see this. That's, this is good. We need to see this. Well, seeing if I could find any more info about it. Yeah, uses an industrial grade encryption algorithm and transmits minimal data digitally, making it mathematically impossible for someone to decrypt intercepted transmissions, according to the company. Uh, that doesn't stop it from figuring out frequency. Like, if anything could be heard by anybody on any hearing device, the receiver used bone conduction up. technology, so they don't necessarily need to be up against an ear and might theoretically be harder to eavesdrop on. Hmm. I'd like hmm. to believe that. I'd like to believe that. Well, all I could say about this is this I hope what Pitchcom is saying is true, because if it is, this isn't a bad idea. Yeah. But Remember now, baseball wanted is to, one. 
Yeah. We can talk about the idea of something being unhackable until it's put to the test. So yeah. I guarantee you there's going to be a scandal about yeah. a team trying to hack PitchCom if PitchCom becomes the norm around Major League Baseball. Look at what is already happening to baseball already in just this year alone. We already had, obviously, the new collective bargaining deal that happened. Now, here's what's – I think I mentioned this on a previous show or two about what what's staying and what's going. Baseball was going to experiment with automated strike zones. Remember uh, having a robot instead of an umpire calling balls and strikes? I think they were going to experiment that like in the minors, I believe it was. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, who knows if they'll bring that to the majors. Baseball's still keeping that ghost runner in the extra innings. I don't like that. I think that's ridiculous, having a runner at second base. We, we, we all complain about it. Now here's something called the Shohei Otani rule that's being introduced. Uh, you remember how, because this pertained to Shohei Otani because of the great hitter that he was, when he gets taken out of the game, his bat's out of the lineup. Not anymore. No, oh, so they're allowing a, they're allowing to double they're allowing to double switch Otani from being a pitcher to a DH. Yeah, so basically pitchers who from, start going from the, the batting order to the can outfield, in the game they can double switch him. Yeah, so basically with the designated hitter rule now in both leagues, pitchers who start games in the batting order can remain in the game as a DH after leaving the mound. DH can also enter the game to pitch. What do you think about that? So now the designated hitter is going to have a little bit more meaning. Now the DH has a little bit more meaning. Well, only for one player. They did that for one superstar. Funny how they give Shohei Otani uh, all the attention in the world, yet the best player in baseball for the past, like, what, eight or nine years is sitting on the same team with them, and baseball did nothing to promote Mike Trout whatsoever. Now, this is according to now this quote from a union director of player services, Kevin Slowey basically said this, uh, the expansion of the designated hitter and giving two-way players enhanced flexibility to showcase their talents will benefit the game for the foreseeable future. The roster and extra inning adjustments will serve to protect the health and safety of players during what will be a unique 2022 season. Really? Yeah, real unique. Real unique. What's unique about having a runner already at second base and making it literally just making it three times harder to get through an inning? We've seen this. What's unique about making a rule? Well, no, this is unique. Making a rule that only one team in the entire league can benefit from. Well, you're looking at literally. Not, this is what we're looking at. Well, there, Shohei Otani's not only uh, is not the only great hitting pitcher in this game. We have a couple yeah, that of was them Babe out there. Ruth. That was Babe DeGrom, Ruth. Uh, Jacob Degrom is a pretty solid hitter in the lineup, from what I've seen. I've seen Degrom he's, hit. Yeah, and then with his elbow issues, he's never picking up a bat again. Next. Yeah, well, that's that's particularly why baseball decided National League needs to DH because we don't want our pitchers getting hurt. We don't want them hurting their leg running to first base. I think we it's stupid. Them- Everybody should be hitting. But you know what? I can't argue over spilled milk. That's over with. I now have to deal with the DH. Yeah. And I don't understand why baseball made a rule for one player. Literally, that's that's what they did because – Name me the other pitcher in today's baseball that could do anything even close to what Shohei Otani could do with a bat. He's a once-in-a-generation player, Shohei. Once the last pitcher that was able to hit like that, his name was Babe Ruth. And some of the records Just, just saying. About 100 years or so ago. Yeah. And Shohei Otani, in more ways than one, roughly 
can we say he roughly surpassed Ruth? Basically from, I don't know. He wasn't, I mean, like he was a solid pitcher. Otani. he's a solid pitcher, but is he Ruth is he, Ruth, Ruth was a little better. was better in that Ruth regard. was one of the best pitchers in baseball history. And then became one of the greatest hitters in history. And that's why everybody says Babe Ruth is who he was because nobody else was able to pitch and then go out there and hit the way Ruth did. And we're never going to see another hitter like Ruth again, as far as I'm concerned. I mean, look, there are better hitters, but you've never seen a two-way player like Babe Ruth in history. He did it on both sides of the ball. Mm. Well, consider Shohei Otani the the present-day version, the modern-day version of the Babe. That's about as close as he'll get to Babe. But do you know what? But do you know what? They didn't make a special rule that he could come in the game as a DH after he just pitched. Yeah. But then again, Babe Ruth threw complete games. Well, you know, but for just, the traditional but for the traditional baseball fan, that, that that should bother that should bother one a little bit. Like why why for Shohei? What if Jacob DeGrom was was even a fraction of what Otani is as a hitter? Wouldn't you want to see that rule implemented for him too? Here's the thing. Maybe. What I would like to see is as a result of this rule, pitchers actually trying to get better at hitting the ball. So this way they could actually, I don't know, play more. Well, perhaps the elimination of shifting will help benefit everybody. Oh, God, that is such a stupid thing. I know. Well, 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 why? Because like teams are because, you know, it was getting uh, it was getting a little bit much. You know, I hate to bring up. Look, a, we're going to outlaw. How about this? We're going to outlaw blitzing. I hate to NFL. bring out. I hate to bring an old card game that we've known to grow in love in the old days, but oh whoa, you know, you know what happens when a ban list gets implemented, right? Yes. When a when a when a current state of a game is getting a, a too unfair and, and, and too unhealthy. Oh yeah. Yeah. Then they have to put other uh, players' decks in check, if you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Okay. This is a way of putting uh, something that's been abused for the last number of years in check to. Make the game a little more fair. You want to know how else you put it in check? I got an idea. Left-handed batters could just start hitting the other way. Maybe bunt for goodness sakes. I don't know. when, When teams in other sports do ridiculous defensive postures, in other sports, you just figure out how to do it. Then you could... Hmm. Oh, yeah, that's right. You could bunt in baseball. So you could actually let's say they shift. You're left handed. You're going to pull that. You just knock it up the third baseline. Who's going to get it? No one. Yep. I could tell you very quick and I'll (laughs) my goodness. Even some of the great hitters that had 3000 hits. If you can believe, but had had sacrifice bunts. Eddie Collins, who had over 3000 hits, had 512 sacrifice bunts. There's one such name. So then, and you look at the sacrifice. Rod Carew, today. Well. Rod Carew did it. Yeah. And you look at the state of the game today. When was, how often do we see a sacrifice anymore? By the way, Ichiro was a very good user of the bunt, as was yeah. Derek Jeter. Yeah. Those define Guys the great like Ricky Henderson. Mm-hmm. Mr. Stealing extraordinaire. And yet, it's become a lost art in the game now. Nobody cares and now, about the bunt anymore. And now, and now. Now you ban the shift. You basically banned a defensive strategy. 
Why? Because somebody has to be standing at every part of the field. Otherwise, it's not fair. Because how many times, and you know, Joey Gallo complained about it. I hit the ball hard. I hit it right in a spot where it should be a hit. And then the fielder's right there and throws me out at first base. Yeah, because you don't know how to hit anywhere else. That's not, that. It, it, it's not. When was the last time anybody went to their boss and said, this is too hard for me to do my job? The, the fact that this thing is happening like this, even though it, 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 it's it, it's part of the job it it's unfair because every time i do this it doesn't work it's it's unfair it's unfair wow. i thought you know what got... would happen the boss would tell you to go find a new job i mean yeah. just, that's literally what it is i mean this isn't unsafe working conditions he's talking about this is a defensive strategy maybe if you were more suited to actually being a baseball player instead of a slugger. But uh, alas, this is where I say analytics has destroyed the game because everybody's so concerned about a home run, a home run, a home run. Yeah. Back then it was all strikeout home run. That's, that's what the game's been for the last what couple of years now. So now we don't care if you hit 200, as long as you can hit home runs. Hey, you know, we'll take that. Half the time you'll strike out, but half the time you'll hit a home run. And, you know, all the signs are being stolen anyway, so. <laughs> Baseball has stopped caring. And you look at, you look at you where look the game's at going. Com, you look at the ghost runners. You look at DH, DH in, both, in leagues. both leagues. You look at any Bottom. number of these changes that they've made. Meanwhile, you could have eliminated all of these problems with signs dealing with missed calls with all of this. And the model was laid out for you in the 1990s. It was called instant replay. You'll get rid of the DH, but you won't challenge a call at first base. You won't have any review of uh ball strike call something like that maybe it just goes to only... show you how baseball doesn't listen to the fans maybe how it's they don't about... listen well not just how they how they don't listen to the masses basically if you will it's not even about listening to the masses because the masses didn't want re- instant replay and baseball <laughs> followed that but they needed it it's called go with the times when i say go with the times i don't mean follow what the twitter fans suggest i mean look at the other leagues around you Look at what they're doing with the technology. Replicate it. It's not that hard. Yeah. Just stop living in the past. That's sometimes what we're doing. But, ladies and gentlemen, this is where baseball's going. And if you ask me, to be very honest, if I had to rewind this all over, baseball was in a lockout. Maybe they should have stayed there before yeah, making this changes. Yeah, if this is what came if this was the big decision that came out of it and these were the big results, uh these game-changing results, uh, then maybe they should have stayed in the negotiation room. Well, we're going to have a lot more to say about it soon. Check for when we... uh, We will have a very special guest join us to discuss a little more. Dive into this a little bit more. Well, not into what we're discussing today, but more on our two local teams and uh, how this season's going to impact them. And it's a mess. It's a big mess. But for now, it's going to wrap up this edition of Downtown Sports. I want to thank our researcher, Tony Mainville. I want to thank our statistician, Chris DeLarge. I want to thank 
our producer, Girl Friday, Tanya Williams. Always great job. All three of them do. You can listen to Downtown Sports on 16 different platforms. We're on Anchor, Breaker, Spotify, Radio Public, Overcast, Pocket Casts, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, CastBox, Bullhorn, Poddate, Listen Notes, Podcast Addict, Verbal, Castro.fm, and Stitcher. Episodes, rants, DMBs every week. We are Downtown Sports, and we are where sports come home www.digitalmarketbattles.com every one of these ad-free episodes we do is brought to you by them get your discovery call done today for beast for digital market battles for the entire downtown sports crew it's the mouth of the south john shivoni saying we're out thanks for listening goodbye